Hello and welcome to Fast Charge 9, where we are once again trapped in our houses forever. I am joined once again this week by Toddy. Hello. And Chris. Hello. Uh, Chris, you may have a surprise guest this week. Is that, is that a risk? <laughs> yes, I'm looking after the dog and she's okay at the moment. But if there's any cats or anything in the garden, you may hear a little <laughs> bit of woofing. <laughs> and, uh, but otherwise, she should be all right. Okay, so this good. is the first episode with four hosts. <laughs> nice. There's also a risk that any of the three of us could get delivery as we're all expecting things to arrive today. So True. this is definitely going to be the episode that goes wrong. <laughs> um, uh, what are we doing this week? This week we are going to talk about the latest state of the OnePlus 8 rumors now that the company has announced an actual launch date and some more details. Um, we are also going to discuss the Realme 6 series, which just got an official UK launch and caught my attention because they are insanely cheap, especially considering they pack 90Hz displays. And finally, the Planet Computer's Astro Slide, which is the latest sort of PDA device with a physical keyboard from this small British company that's still plugging ahead and making them even after BlackBerry has kicked the bucket. Uh, yeah, so let's go. Um, we will start with the OnePlus 8 stuff, I think. Um, so OnePlus has now actually confirmed that April 14th is the big day. That's when they're going to hold a launch event and, and officially unveil the 8 series to the world. Um, we also got some concrete details in a blog post from their forum, from Pete Lau, um, where in addition to sort of reconfirming that it would have a 120 hertz uh, refresh rate display, uh, they also revealed, um, to no great surprise, that it would be powered by the Snapdragon 865 5G and that it would support UFS 3.0 fast storage and LPDDR5 RAM. So this basically should be performance-wise super, super fast. Um, the disclaimer I'll give to all that stuff I just said, they're just talking about that being what will be in the 8 series. I think what's actually going to end up happening is those will be the things in the 8 Pro and not all of those features will be in the regular 8. Um, and the other thing I want to talk about is there is, for a long time we were expecting an 8 Lite. So this would be this first sort of wave of a cheaper OnePlus phone, kind of like they did with the OnePlus X years ago. Um, but actually now the speculation is that the 8 Lite is not the 8 Lite. The 8 Lite will be the OnePlus Z or Z, and it's going to come out later in the year. So it probably, we were kind of for a while, it looked like it was going to be three phones. It now looks like it's gone back to just two, an 8 and an 8 Pro, and there'll be a cheaper thing maybe later in the year. Um, yeah. Do we know why the the light Z was delayed? Is it is it um, pandemic related or is it just decisions I'm not sure. in marketing and release? Yeah, I it, I guess it might end up being a mix. I mean, I think when they announced the launch date, Pete Lau said that they had delayed this launch three times over the virus wow. and had you know had big question marks about whether they were going to go ahead with it or how they were going to go ahead with it and things like that. Um, so it obviously they've been quite open that it has affected the plans. Um, the, what struck me as weird is that they said it had been delayed three times, and yet this is actually still an early launch, considering they normally yeah. do later in April or May. Um, so you kind of wonder when they were actually planning to, to launch this stuff. Um, yeah, I suspect it may be a case that they had limited manufacturing pipeline or something, and they decided to prioritise the... Uh, the, the flagship ones and and the light got pushed back as a result but obviously that's just rampant speculation on my part there's been nothing confirmed and you know oneplus itself just talks about the oneplus 8 series they're not talking yet about a pro or a light or anything else 
um, yeah. I think having just two to start with maybe a bit better anyway. Um, although yeah. it's a bit annoying if you are thinking about getting the light and you're not sure what it's going to be, then you're not going to know whether to buy one or the other two now yeah. or hang on. Because is that going to get 120 hertz screen? Because I think OnePlus said all their phones this year are going to get that, aren't they? Well, I don't know. The, the latest spec expectation is actually just that the Pro will be 120 hertz and that the regular oh. 8 might be 90 hertz, same as mm. the um, the 7s. Uh, I thought that I thought the 120 hertz announcement was that all their 2020 phones mm. were getting that, but I may have just misunderstood. I don't, I don't think so. I think they've said they're all going to be 5G. I think they've confirmed yeah. everything's 5G going forward. Um, I don't think they've promised 120 hertz in everything. Um, and yeah, the latest like spec leaks we've seen have suggested 90 hertz in in the regular eight. Um, which honestly I think makes sense. I don't think, you know, having used a couple of 120 hertz phones now, I, it's, it's great, but I don't think it's that much better than 90, really. Mm. Um, I don't think it makes a world difference. Um, yeah, the other thing is that the regular 8 will probably be DDR4 RAM, not DDR5. So some minor difference in that kind of RAM performance. But again, that's going to be, it's still going to have, I think, 12, 8 or 12 gig of RAM. So it will still be, you know, more than you need anyway, even at DDR4 speeds, so I wouldn't worry about that. Uh, that's they a bit odd, yeah. I guess, considering the marketing that OnePlus has used in the past has been about speed, you know, with the charging and performance, mm. and, you know, they were they were technically the first company to get a phone to market with UFS 3 after the Galaxy Fold got pulled. Um, right, yeah. So, yeah, so it's, it's, it's odd that they would delineate, because I don't think they've ever done that before with, like, DDR3 to DDR4. I think they've always had consistent along yep. aspects like RAM like that. So it's a minor thing, I know, but just interesting that they are delineating more kind of dramatically than with previous generations. Yeah, it definitely feels like a bigger gap between the two than we've maybe seen in the past. Do you um, think that'll affect price disparity as well then? Like more so than normal? Yeah, I think it could. I, mm. You have to wonder if maybe that was the point of the light or Z or whatever it becomes was to offset the fact that maybe the Pro is going to actually have a bit of a price hike. Mm. because if you know it's 120 hertz and i obviously don't know anything about panel construction costs or whatever but like the other 120 hertz phones we've seen so far outside of the gaming space have been the s20s and the oppo find x2s and both those lines are expensive the s20s start at 800 pounds the find x2 start at 900 pounds um so normal OnePlus pricing of like 650 for the pro would really undercut those and actually i know they will probably undercut them but i'm not sure they're going to be able to keep it that low i think we'll see at least a 50 pound increase for the pro if not if not more i wouldn't be shocked if it was a 750 pound phone this time i mean i wonder how close we're going to get to the the 999 price tag on like the top skew that yeah. would be this could be the year for that i think with what they're kind of putting into the device yeah definitely top processor yeah, 5g right. 120 Again, spec-wise, I would expect the top spec 8 Pro to sit fairly close to the Find X2 Pro, which mm. is a £1,100 phone. Um, I don't think on paper there'll be a huge difference between those two. Uh, so you have to think the prices are going to come pretty close. Um, especially because actually, again, speculation is this: the Pro will be the first OnePlus to have wireless charging. 
and uh, yeah. waterproof rating ip68 i think is what's expected to get nice so that suggests there's it's definitely going to be like the the renders or leaks have shown in display camera no longer a, a pop-up that's yeah gone. i think that's pretty set now that the pop-up has died a death which mm-hmm. i personally mourn i think i might be in a minority there but <laughs> maybe it was novel yeah i think i just liked the fact that it gave you the full screen like i yeah. don't hate a pinhole camera they're not that obtrusive I, you know it's not a problem at all I did like literally having nothing interrupting the screen. Yeah, that's fair. I've really I'd, I'd the take the pop up if I could. Yeah. Interesting. I don't think I'm too fussy. Having been using the um the S twenty plus as long as I have, yeah. I, I find it pretty much non intrusive nowadays. But yeah, I did enjoy the pop up just for the novelty. Like it just put a little smile in the corner of your mouth, you know, when you see it exactly appear. <laughs> um, what, what are some of the other bigger differences between the pro and the uh, the pro and the standard model this year coming so again i think wireless charging and waterproofing mm-hmm. are both currently rumored to be pro only okay so that will again add to that sense that the pro is the like proper 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 premium device and will that yeah adds to that sense there's going to be a growing price gap there so it will be the regular one won't have waterproofing won't have wireless charging will have the lower refresh rate screen will have the slightly slower ram um, and camera setup is expected to be different. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to delve into the camera specs because actually we've seen really conflicting spec leaks on camera specs for the phones. So there's not, I don't really see a point in delving into exactly what they are because I don't trust any of them right now. <laughs> um, but the general sense is that it's probably going to be a quad camera on the Pro and a triple on okay. the um, on the regular. And the last like leak on it suggested that the Pro setup was probably pretty close to the Find X2 Pro. Like dual forty-eight megapixel, um, and uh, uh, I don't know how intense the telephoto is expected to be. I suspect it may not be quite as wild as the the Find X two's ten times hybrid, but we'll see whether they're willing to like go all in on on telephoto this time, like everyone else is. What do you guys think on that that very eye-catching colorway, Interstellar Glow? I don't love glow. I like the green though. I haven't seen the green. I re- I dig the glow just because it's different. It reminded mm. me of like the fluorescent Lumias that I've expressed my love for in the past episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, I just like a pop of color on a phone because I think I'm just bored of black rectangles. Oh, so. for sure. Yeah. Um, I don't think I like I either. Really? <laughs> no. I'm just looking at them now on my second monitor, if you bear with me, looking off to the <laughs> side <laughs> like, I, like I've been distracted by something. But like the, the, well, the glow sort of looks like a sunset, I suppose. It's quite yeah. nice. Yeah, I would probably pick the green, but I'd want it. I'd prefer it a bit darker. Uh, yeah, I think a darker green would mm. would work for me. Um, I don't think either are as good as the blue of the Seven Pro. Yeah, the Seven Pro my, my favorite, favorite phone yeah. finish. I didn't ever. like the T Pro blue. It wasn't quite the same. They just no, changed it, it a little bit, and it went too wrong. warm. Mm. Yeah, the Seven uh, Pro are those, are the best. I think those going to be alongside black. Um, yeah, Almost it's slightly right? different between the pro and the regular uh, on that. In our piece, we're quoting what have we got? We've got um, a blue, a black, and a green for the pro, and the glow is the interstellar glow, a black and a green for the standard eight model. Right. Yeah. So um, there's a, there's a blue option that we haven't seen yet, uh, supposedly tied to the pro. It looks like. The blue, um, there have been like, I mean, there were at least early renders of the blue, but I think they were based on the 7T series, so I don't know how accurate they'll be. Um, But yeah, that kind of same lighter blue of the Mm. 70s. Um, But yeah, again, all of this is rumor right now. Nothing's official. It's just leaked. So 
you know, we are very confident that glow and that green are the colorways, but the exact which models get which ones is the kind of thing that people tend to not always get as reliably right. Yeah. And they are different screen sizes, right? But not that different. Yeah, I think... Um, like 0.2 of an inch. I think it's 6.7 and 6.5 or something like that. So they're yeah. still pretty massive, especially they're the Pro. They're too big. They're the too Pro's big. The Pro's going to be a big phone. As much as I love the 7 Pro, I think, Dom and I, you and I both agree, I don't know whether you stand on this, um, Chris, that the 7 Pro was our, our best phone in 2019, our favorite phone mm. of last year. Um, but it was f way too big. Yeah, that's the only thing I would change about the Pro. The I think the thing. Pro is, I gave it five stars when I reviewed it last year, the original Same. 7 Pro. I thought it was near perfect. And basically the main thing I would have changed is, I mean, the cameras could be a little bit better, uh, but otherwise it would just be like, make the screen 0.2 inches smaller and make the whole phone a bit smaller. Yeah. And then it would have been like the absolute perfect device for me. It's for sure. pretty much my biggest bugbear of like the of like the, the all the f big phone launches of the last maybe even yeah. two to three years. As is just I know screen to body ratios have got you know insane with all these different notches and punch hole and whatever, but they're still like way bigger than they used to be. Um, you know, most are, are pretty close to a seven-inch tablet now. Yeah. And yeah, I know. I know the aspect ratio makes it feel quite different, but they're still just too big. Yeah, I think uh, Dom and I we both like the the smaller S tens of the S ten S twenty sorry of the S twenty range. Yeah, because of that, it does feel small despite still being like a six point two inch screen. But that's yeah. a great size for a phone, actually. The the main S twenty, and I think it is a shame that so many other brands have just given up on that size entirely yeah, like the op that oppo find x2 these like they just don't make a phone in that size that like lower end of the six inch screen hmm. just doesn't exist what, what happened to all the mini versions of flagships i know well sony used to do them but i think even they've pretty much yeah. given I mean, up the xperia on them. 5 was the closest thing to an xperia one compact we got and that was yeah. still kind of big that wasn't yep. a small phone no <laughs> nope it was a long phone they all are <laughs> i'm just gonna carry on using my pixel 3 forever <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fair. um yeah, I mean, yeah, that, I think that remains my one complaint about the OnePlus 8, what we know so far. There was one leak a while ago that was that they were going to cut screen sizes down and that both phones were going to be smaller. And I was so excited for that prospect. And then that has been pretty consistently debunked. Um, With regards to the, the Z or whatever it's going to be called, is that likely to be smaller or the same size as the 8, do we think? Oh, I can't remember on size. Um, I think when I the OnePlus smaller. X launched, it was smaller, right? So they might, the might X be was, the same. Yeah. yeah. I loved um, that phone. I liked the hardware, so nice. the, 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 the design of it. I didn't, I think the specs were a little bit uh, misplaced. Like older chipset, yeah. cameras weren't that good. Mm. It's true. But um, the ceramic and the metal with that nice little kind of radiator like finish, yeah. it was really nice. The design nice was really nice. Reminded yeah. me of my old Sony Xperia, uh, my Sony Ericsson C902. Oh, wow. Yeah, going <laughs> with back. The, with the, with the pop-out uh, camera. <laughs> amazing uh yeah i've got the what were the most recent leaks on the 8 light uh mm. were that it would be a little bit smaller 6.4 inch um Ugh. but still pretty big um the big thing is that it was supposedly a set to run a mediatek processor not so probably no 5g Snapdragon. there um you can get 5g mediatek they have, a, they have a 5g chipset okay i'm pretty sure um but, yeah, I don't know. Again, that all of those specs leaked a while ago, and then all the leaks over the last month or two have just been for the regular 8 and 8 Pro, and then we've heard, like, 
know more on the light except that it's not coming anytime soon yeah, so with the um the launch last week of the mi 10 series in markets outside of china mm. they're kind of like special source they throw in in the presentation was the mi 10 light and it is yeah. a sub 350 euro 5g phone which i think is quite interesting yeah and in my head the one plus the baby one plus of this year i was wondering whether it was going to be a competitor in that regard yeah that's kind of what i was asking so if it does have 5g i think that makes more sense but it depends on price then obviously yeah, totally. Um, I think that actually makes probably a fairly nice segue to wrap OnePlus up for now. Mm. Uh, a reminder, yeah, it, it's getting an official launch on April 14th. So that's when we will know everything. Um, and we'll have an episode a couple of days after that, hopefully, where we talk about it all, knowing what we actually know. And <laughs> we're getting the phones in, so we'll, we'll have all sorts of other content around them for sure. Um, but yeah, the, the Xiaomi Mi 10 Lite makes me think of the Realme 6 series because they got that same thing where they are incredibly affordable for a specific thing that they do um which for the realme 6s is basically that they offer 90 hertz displays um for you can get one what's one of them below 200 pounds is that right chris wow yeah so the this is the 6i so that's the that's the cheapest one out of the three mm-hmm. um starts at 189 pounds wow and that gets you four four gigabytes of ram which is fine and surprisingly 128 gig storage when the regular six starts at 64 gig so you get double the storage of the regular one and And it's still still four gigabytes of ram it's got a chin and a dewdrop but it still looks like it's got a pretty decent bezel like screen to body ratio as well like Mm. yeah i've actually got it here if you can i'll I'll do my best is this the six or the six i this is the regular six. So Actually, yeah, that's um, a fair point. I did just check, and the six i, the sub two hundred pound one, doesn't have ninety hertz display. Uh, it doesn't have ninety hertz. Yeah. It's also slightly lower res. It's, yeah. it's not. It's HD plus, not full HD plus. But, but you know, it it's nice. still it's still good. It's got the punch hole. Yeah. Um, yeah. This this one has the punch hole in the corner, obviously. The regular um, six. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so that one has and ninety hertz display, and that one starts this at two hundred and twenty pounds. This is 219, yeah. Um, I've got, this is the 8 gigabyte of RAM model, so that's 269. Right, but that's yeah. still, you know, like our sort of cap for a budget phone is 250, but that's, you know, that's only 19 pounds over, so we would probably mm. include that in the budget, yeah. in the budget market. It's a little bit, it's quite big and chunky, it's close to 200 grams, but, um, you know, you can't really complain too much. Is it plastic? Back. It is plastic. The yeah. Pro is glass. Oh, really? Um, okay. But the other two are, as far as I'm aware, yeah. But the other two are, are plastic. Yeah. Um, but they all come with different designs at the back. So this one's got like a, hopefully, I could, if I bend the light oh, yeah. across yeah, it, yeah. it's got like a V shape. Nice. The Pro has like a lightning bolt <laughs> sort of design <laughs> on the back. <laughs> um, and the 6i has like a stripey. Uh, back and they all come in sort of different colors so like the 6i comes in like uh like a green (laughs) yeah it's got a funny color like green uh, name green tea i think and cream white or something like that (laughs) brilliant yeah and then the regular breathing crystal though comet blue and comet white Uh, obviously i've got the comet white and then the pro comes in can't find it now lightning blue or lightning orange I mean, it has to be really with that patterning, doesn't it? Yeah. 
That's a pretty, I mean, I know I always think of uh, Honor as the brand that likes to experiment with the kind of reflective back patterns, but it looks like Realme's trying to take that crown. Yeah, mm, so they, the yes, it's a bit similar to the um, the V shaped one. Mm, yeah. Yeah, Dom, you had that, didn't you? Yeah, so I want to do Vs for the V, the View yeah. slash V series, um, and they do also Xs on the back of the, the 8X yeah. and the 9X have had sort of an X pattern. It's pretty good. Uh, but there's Lightning Bolt one, I'm, I want to see that in, in person. The Lightning Bolt one looks great. I'm do we have really that? Does Lewis that. have that? Lewis, Lewis has that. got it, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm just impressed. I know the, these are like LCD panels, so they're not, yeah. I'm, I don't know how amazing the display quality is, but just the fact that 90 hertz is creeping down into that price range so quickly, I think took me at least by surprise. I didn't think yeah, we'd see a budget 90 hertz this fast. I had the phone before the UK event. And mm. it, it, they've been announced in India and on sale in India earlier this month, but I didn't really look into them until the UK launch. And I had the phone and was expecting it to be more like, I don't know, I wouldn't have been too surprised if it was somewhere like three three fifty. Yeah, I still would have been saying like that's pretty good. Mm. Um, you know, they've got decent sized batteries. They've got thirty watt charging. Um, mm. The six I doesn't have thirty watt charging only has 18 but it has an even bigger battery right and then they've got quad cameras i haven't given the camera much of a test yet but um they've got 64 megapixel main sensors um, it's seriously impressive like i think that they have every chance of, of moving quickly up the ranks in terms of yeah with, with the way the market is and people not really being willing to spend those kind of you know high hundreds low mm. thousands anymore yeah um based Definitely. on sales like Brands like Realme and that, like, you know, uh, Xiaomi's coming in. They've just knocked Huawei out of the number three spot globally yep. in terms of sales. So, like, yeah, the, the the newer Chinese players, I think, coming in are really being disruptive. And I think Realme's a really good example of that. By the mm. looks of it. And if they can, I don't know how much, so that they're, they're an Oppo spinoff, people who don't mm. know. I don't know how much of Oppo's tech they sort of, you know, leaks down and software as well. Um, but... You know, Definitely say like Oppo's camera charging. stuff is pretty solid. Yeah. Um, so if those, you know, normally with a budget phone where they've just thrown in a 64 megapixel sensor or something, you go, yeah, it'll be rubbish anyway. Yeah. But like, you know, Oppo, Oppo's cameras have generally impressed me on their their high end phones. So if some of that tuning is down there, these, these could still be pretty solid. Yeah, no, for sure. Have we got release on those yet in the UK? Yes, they. Uh, so the regular six will be available on the 9th of April. And then the 6i will be available on the 20th of April. And then we don't have a date for the Pro yet because it's sort of a little bit delayed. Yeah. Um, but they're hoping to have a date by the end of the month. And we so, think it'll probably come out in May. So they're kind of like, for the most part, encircling the OnePlus launch with Realme phones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Um, but yes, yeah, so yeah. we, don't, we don't have pricing for the Pro yet either, though based on this i'm guessing it's going to be sort of low 300s or high 200s but mm. we'll we'll see where that ends up um yeah they said that is a victim of virus delays um yeah. but there'll be a separate launch event for it sometime in april and then we'll find out more cool but yeah i mean it's sort of funny you know it, in a way to about budget phones it's not always that exciting but like it's always nice to see which features different brands prioritize for their budget segment um and it'll be nice to see that high refresh rate spread out further and maybe put more pressure on Apple to finally do one. <laughs> like if it's you still got buy... to get 5G down first. I know. 
That's probably yeah. not going to happen until, what, 2021 at this point? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, not these to... are also just going to be a good uh, alternative, if you like, to people that don't want to get like a Moto G8 yep. or... Yeah. Even though we've, you know, we've recommended the Moto G phones for years, but mm. you know, if you if you want to look at something else and you don't mind going with one of these brands that aren't so well known, then these look like a really good option. Yeah, and obviously now that Huawei's fallen out of the market, to you know, over its whole software issues, like Huawei and Honor between them really had sewn up a lot of that budget market other than the moto stuff in terms of what we tended to recommend it was either a moto or, or a huawei honor mm. so um the fact that they've just dropped out leaves this space for the yeah real me to I, I could see i know they've been quite aggressive in their uk launch plans having been absolutely enormous in india for the last couple of mm. years and so, they're really really be... 2018 i think the brand hmm we're real me as a brand only started in like 2017 2018 so they are mm. a really young player so it's amazing how much traction they've got in yeah. that short time. Yeah, the, and they've launched a lot of phones in that time as well. <laughs> a lot of phones, like, loads, yeah. Like uh, I sort of went down the list and was like, "Whoa, <laughs> <laughs> slow down there." Yeah, yeah, there are a lot of devices. Uh, even in the yeah. UK, they've already got like six or seven out after just being yeah. here for a couple months. Um, yeah, These so keep an eye for them. Available I'm... from the official website as well as Amazon. Just okay, to, cool. Just to add. Nice. Yeah, I mean, who knows whether other lots of networks will start to pick them up. That may take a bit longer because it always does. Yeah. But um, fingers crossed. But we're talking like these are going to be the kind of phones you're buying outright anyway. So Exactly. Yeah. At that kind of price, it's, it makes more yeah. sense to just grab the whole thing on Amazon. Um, right, okay. So uh, that's the Realme 6 series. The last thing I wanted to talk about today is a little bit of an odd one. The Planet Computers Astro Slide 5G um, which you may not have heard of. You may not have even heard of Planet Computers, um, but they're a, they're a British company that this is their third device. Um, and they basically make physical keyboard PDA phones. Um, so they had one called the Gemini PDA, and then last year they had one called, I think, the Cosmo Communicator, which is a fantastic name for a phone. Oh, I feel like I'm in the 80s. I know. It's very Star Trek, isn't it? Uh, I want one. <laughs> uh, and this is, this is the Astro Slide. Um, it is only on crowdfunding right now. Uh, they've got an Indiegogo campaign. Though so I was looking, they've actually... Uh, let me find it. Yeah, they've blown past their crowdfunding targets. They were aiming for £159,000. They're now at £540,000, and they've still got a month and a half left to go. I mean, thanks to who? Who wants... I mean, I, I wouldn't have assumed there'd be that much traction for something like this. Well, there are 1,131 backers so far, so that's not a huge number of people in the grand scheme of things, but um, to be fair, if you order it now, you can get... If you back it now, you can get the phone for 400 quid. That's pretty good. Um, which is very good. The downside of that is, because it's crowdfunding, you won't get the phone until next March. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah they've kind of said it's in development this year they're going to take a prototype to CES if CES happens which it probably will but yeah um, and then shipping from March um, and sort of it's obviously much cheaper to buy if you buy it now um, mm. and then prices go up next year but it's an interesting looking device um, it's basically like the, the previous ones they've had have both been clamshell so like tiny little laptops um, and they have physical keyboards, not just physical, but actually mechanical keyboards that are backlit. So, like, there is like a, you know, it is like a very, very tiny little good computer keyboard. 
um, they were clamshell and then they realized that form factor has its limitations when you want to use it as a phone. So it's now a slider. So basically when it's closed, it just looks like a normal phone that's a bit chunky. Yeah. And then, it's like a landscape slider, right? Yeah. And so then it sort of landscape slides out and tilts up. Um, I'm doing this with my hands, but hopefully we'll have some B-roll that we can cut in so people who are watching <laughs> on YouTube can see. Um, but yeah, it, it sort of slides up and then the hinge tilts up to a sort of, I think I said it's 140 degree angle or something, um, which is fixed. It's not a free stop hinge. You can't put it wherever you want. But um, yeah, so it's designed to be, you know, a productivity device that you can sit down, rest it on the table in front of you, type on. Um, but then also when you want to close it, it's a perfectly normal, functional Android 10 smartphone that works in all the ways you would expect it to work, basically. Hmm. I was literally Looking... about to ask what it's running on. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's Android 10, but they're also going to put in, apparently one of the things they normally do is put in dual boot support so that you can have it boot Linux if you want. Wow. Um, okay. And they also do things like two USB-C ports, one of which is DisplayPort compatible. So again, <laughs> you can use it as a work device that you can connect up to screens and projectors and things like that. Um, it's got 5G. Uh, I can't remember what processor it was going to run on. I think there was some, because it's still crowdfunding, there are a lot of things for sort of gray areas. I was sort of, you know, I asked them about like camera setup and they were like, oh, well, probably a 48 megapixel sensor, but we don't know which one. It might be two lenses. It might be one. Oh, we're still figuring that out. It's a lot in the air. Battery capacity was somewhere between 3,400 and 4,000 milliamp hours. Like, yeah, we'll, we'll figure that out when we get there. Um, so there's a lot of stuff like that that we don't know. Even even yeah. the display type, I was like, is it going to be an AMOLED screen? And they're like, we hope it'll be AMOLED. <laughs> uh, well, I just can't get my head around spending £400 on a device where you don't know what half of it's going to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's wild. Um, I mean, I guess with with like having smashed their funding goal, all of those higher specs are looking more likely. But it just depends whether they're still going to be able to sell it at the $400 price point or whatever it is. Um or what the price point will be after the first rounds of backers have been supplied their devices. They're you know. currently on the Kickstarter, on the sorry, not Kickstarter, Indiegogo. They um, claim sort of the proper price is about seven hundred and fifty pounds. Okay, that's competitive. Um, whether it would then go up once it's actually sort of genuinely on sale next year, and obviously. You know, I spoke to them a couple of weeks ago I, I, because it was all around now. I haven't had had a chance to even use a prototype of it. So I haven't seen anything in person and it was all a sort of chat over a webcam and they were acknowledging that things are even more uncertain than they normally would be. Obviously, they're sure. talking about a prototype in nine months time, but then throw in the virus stuff and they don't really know exactly what they're going to be able to put together. Um, they've, you know, committed to certain things like 5G, Wi-Fi 6. Um, the screen being 6.5 inches, that they're committed to the hinge design and stuff like that. They're just sort of hedging their bets on, I guess, as much as anything, it's just what components they can get. And I'm yeah. wondering whether if it's going to come next year, despite it being built now, it, and for that price point, that $700, I would probably expect a 765G over a 865. Yeah, sense. I can't remember if they were talking Snapdragon or MediaTek. I think they were going with or the MediaTek, they go MediaTek or actually. Yeah, or they go with a different manufacturer who's cheaper. I think they told Obviously. me it would be a MediaTek, which I think is why I was saying with confidence that there's a 5G MediaTek chip because they told me they're running a MediaTek that and right. it will be a 5G phone. So How do you feel about the keyboard design? Cuz to me those keys look they don't look like they're they're suited to thumb first typing if that makes sense. No, I think well I think it is yeah. I'd love to actually sit down and try it out and see how it works. Mm. It obviously looks very cramped and small, which is inevitable. 
Um, I, yeah. I mean, are they trying to replace BlackBerry? Because, you know, <laughs> BlackBerry's dead. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it is funny time. They've, this is their third device, so it's not like they've only just launched this, yeah. you know, put it together in the wake of the BlackBerry news. But, yeah, TCL, the brand who owned the company that owned the BlackBerry brand have, you know, officially shuttered that a month or two ago. Um, so it definitely feels like this has a chance to do better than it would have before. Because yeah. if you were really, you know, if you are one of those people really keen on a physical keyboard, before it would have been the choice of, oh, I could get this crowdfunded thing from a company I've never heard of and wait a year, or I could buy a BlackBerry Key 1. Um, whereas now it's like, well, you could buy an old BlackBerry, but if you actually want a new device and a 5G device with a keyboard, they're pretty much the only game in town, I guess. I suppose that, that yeah, is for those 1,000 however yeah. many people that are oh, oh, exactly, wanting yeah. that. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, like at one point, the BlackBerry key, like the love and the need for the BlackBerry keyboard was so strong that, um, do, you, do you guys know Ryan Seacrest? Mm -hmm. He used to be a host yeah, on, yeah. I think it was American Idol. Yeah. Uh, he either funded or supported a company who developed a aftermarket blackberry keyboard lookalike that you slid over your iphone no <laughs> and then apple shut them down <laughs> but it looked just like the blackberry bold or bold 2 keyboard like it was the same kind of curved little keys and everything the layout was identical it was fascinating oh that's um, so funny with the star power of ryan secrets that it had backing so yeah i guess uh there clearly is a market for this stuff still. Just it's yeah. just a very weird market. I don't get it at all, but obviously no. some people are really, really keen on, on a physical keyboard on every device. So yeah, touch keyboards have gotten so good now, like, mm. and they have been for like four or five years at this point. I think Gboard is phenomenal. Um, yeah, and like I it just I've I've not missed a physical keyboard. But if we can get one, we should do like a speed test, see who can write. Oh yeah, the same <laughs> thing like faster. Because I reckon swiping on. Uh, Gboard is uh, going to be a lot quicker. Yeah, or just like how you get an emoji on screen. Like, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's so much we do with the keyboards now that you can't do with the a physical yeah. with physical one. keys. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, I guess it depends on what they're they're definitely positioning this as like a productivity phone in terms of when you use the keyboard. You know, mm. it's for someone who actually wants to do genuine work on their phone on the go. And then what's smart about this design with the slider is that then when you put the keyboard away, it's a normal phone, yep. which the other ones with the clamshell design couldn't be. They were sort of awkward when they're open. So I guess it makes sense that if you you can the rest of the time have a totally normal phone, use the on-screen keyboard for texting people, you don't have to slide out to the physical keyboard every time you get a WhatsApp message. It's more just if you're going to sit down in a cafe and try and write something or jump into like your Excel app, then like you've got a keyboard for that. Again, it's not for me, but there's obviously a niche for it, and like more power to them if it's working. Um, it's just my challenge is that crowdfunding model where the long gap, like by the time it, it's got specs that sound good now, but a year from now those specs will be a year out of date. Yeah, exactly. Um, We've seen this before with like Nokia with the nine pure view. It's the same same issue. Yeah. Innovative hardware, but built on on old hardware, and that was the the kind of nail in the coffin for it, really. Exactly, and I think the sort of people paying attention to crowdfunding campaigns for phones are the sort of people who are generally going to be tech savvy enough to know that the specs are old, to know that the yeah. specs don't match what else they can get ever from other manufacturers, often for less. But I guess that's just the challenge of you know if you're a small company, um, that's where that's where you've got to be to to make this stuff yeah. work. 
yeah okay cool um i guess that's us for today um no deliveries we managed to avoid any amazon interruptions and scout was very well behaved i saw her head yeah. pop up once in the corner of chris's <laughs> screen but that was it she's been she's been whining a little bit but whether <laughs> you'll be able to hear that or not i don't know uh, all right well thank you both uh we will of course be back next week uh hopefully there's more news at some point I feel like at some point news is just going to stop and we'll have nothing to talk about, but the show will go yeah, on in the meantime. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool. Thank you very much. Like and subscribe and, you know, jump in the comments and let us know what you think about all of this stuff. Thanks very much. Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye.